0: Did this dog follow the yellow brick road? Is this breed the inspiration for a character in Star Wars? Can this dog pull 10 times its body weight? Is this the breed Noah took on the Ark? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Cairn Terrier, the Alaskan Malamute, the Bernese Mountain Dog, the Afghan Hound. And we start with the breed that's marking its territory in Washington, D.C the Portuguese water dog. This spirited working
1: dog takes to water just like a duck. Truly, the Portuguese water dog is the quintessential
0: water animal. Today, they are often confused with poodles and sometimes clipped into this lion's cut. These versatile aquatic animals have been helping humans with water work for centuries. The Spanish Armada used Portuguese water dogs to carry messages from vessel to vessel. The San Francisco Giants once relied on a team of porties to retrieve home runs hit into the bay waters outside Pacific Bell Park. And today these poodle-like pooches are making headlines in Washington, D.C. as the first dog for the Obama family. And though Bo may be the cutest pooch you've ever seen, the Portuguese water dog wasn't bred for its beauty. This seafaring canine developed along the coast of Portugal over 500 years ago, called Cau de agua, which means dog of water in Portuguese. This rugged animal was bred to assist fishermen at sea.
2: They did everything from retrieving fish nets to actually chasing fish or scaring fish into the nets themselves. Exceptional
0: swimmers and divers, Portis also retrieved lost tackle and rescued drowning sailors. So what makes Portuguese water dogs such superior swimmers? Their paws, which are flat and round with webbed toes. And their rudder-like tails, which are thick at the base and thinner at the tip. And why can Portis spend long periods of time swimming in frigid waters? Their coats are profuse and waterproof. The water is where Portuguese water dogs typically make waves, but there's one very lucky porty making huge waves in Washington. Back in November 2008, Barack Obama made a very big promise to his daughters.
2: Sasha and Malia, you have earned the new puppy that's coming with us to the White House.
0: A promise he made good on in April 2009. Now Bo is the first Portuguese water dog to ever live in the White House. He's stepping into a long line of presidential doggy tradition. In fact, there have been more pooches living in the White House than the presidents and their families combined. So how did the Obama family settle on a porty? Number one, the breed secretes less dander, making it an excellent choice for allergy sufferers like Malia Obama. The Portie is great with kids and loves to be the center of attention. This dog has a lot of energy, so it's a good thing the Obamas are an active family. But the main reason the Obamas chose a Portie? A close friend recommended the breed based on his personal experience with his favorite dog.
3: Splash is a part of our family, but he's part of the Senate family as well.
0: Before Massachusetts Senator Ted Kennedy passed away on August 25th, 2009, Dogs 101 had the opportunity to explore and celebrate the strong bond he had with his Portuguese water dogs and his love for the breed. He gave the Obamas their beau who's from the same line as his dog. The legendary lawmaker owned three porties Splash, Sonny and Cappy but there's no question that Splash was the senator's number one.
4: Splash is Ted's dog. Everybody knows it. Ted knows it. Splash knows it. Sonny knows it. And everybody on Capitol Hill knows it.
0: Susan Milligan co-authored a biography of Kennedy and covered him as a national political correspondent for the Boston Globe. She says Splash was always right by Kennedy's side.
4: He's in the senator's office. He's been to the White House. He goes to press conferences. Splash will come in and he'll kind of sit next to the senator like he's posing for a Christmas card.
3: Splash comes to work with me uh, every day with his little uh, niece, uh, uh, Sonny. He says that he behaves a lot better than most senators.
0: Dogs have long held a central place in the Kennedy family. John F. Kennedy was the first president to request that his dogs meet the presidential helicopter when he'd return to the White House. For Senator Kennedy, the Portuguese water dog was ultimately the only choice.
4: When he met this dog at the kennel, I mean, their eyes met and it really was over. They just formed this bond.
0: Splash was such a fixture in Kennedy's daily life that the senator wrote a children's book about him called My Senator and Me,
3: A Dog's Eye View of Washington, D.C. I read with a child right. at a school on the hill, and I noticed when I first started that there weren't many books. Yeah. And I found that the, the books the children liked uh, dealt with uh, animals and, and yeah. pets. So yeah. I thought, well, I'll, I'll try this. And then uh, my wife Vicki had the idea of having it told from the point of view of the dog. The book gives beginning readers a behind-the-scenes look at how government
0: works. When it was first published in 2006, the book sold over a million copies the first week. The tail is going crazy here. David Small illustrated the book. While doing research, he watched Kennedy and his dog let off steam in one of their favorite daily activities, a simple game of fetch.
5: I think that was the moment when Splash was happiest, was chasing and leaping after those balls, and and Kennedy was probably the most relaxed that I'd seen him.
3: He's a great fetcher, you know. He chases the ball. He'll do that... uh, And he'll, if uh, if I tell you, well, we've had enough of that He'll go over and find some stranger in a park to play ball with
0: Milligan suspects that aside from relaxation What Splash offered Kennedy was a partnership free of ulterior motives
4: Splash doesn't know he's a senator He's not trying to get him to slip something into the tax bill To Splash, this is just a guy who loves him and plays with him And that's enough for the dog
0: But what Kennedy's Portuguese water dogs look most forward to Was the same as their owner a relaxing day at sea.
4: I think the reason that that Senator Kennedy loves Portuguese water dogs so much is that they love the water, and his favorite thing to do is to go sailing, and and those dogs love going on the boat.
0: Stress relief is one of the greatest gifts Splash offered the senator, never more so than during his illness.
4: When Senator Kennedy left the hospital after he was first hospitalized, I thought Splash's tail was just going to wag right off his body. He was so happy to see him. I think Splash has been a great source of of comfort and support for him.
0: There's a popular saying in the nation's capital, if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog. Both Senator Kennedy and President Obama followed that advice.
6: I finally got a friend.
0: The Portuguese water dog is adaptable but needs access to open
7: space. This is a dog that in my opinion needs uh, quite a bit of room to move around and
0: run and do its thing and play. About an hour of vigorous daily exercise should keep these energetic creatures happy. Hip dysplasia is a major health concern for Portuguese water dogs. They're also prone to progressive retinal atrophy, which can cause blindness. To reduce the risk of health problems, make sure to find a reputable breeder or adoption center. When it comes to grooming, you have two choices, the lion clip or the easier to maintain retriever clip. Fortunately, porties shed very little, but their coats still need a thorough brushing several times a week to prevent matting.
2: You don't want to not do the grooming, and it gets knotted, and then it causes all kinds of problems with skin conditions and dandruff and scratching.
0: But these intelligent dogs are highly trainable. Just start early, stay positive, and be consistent. As a family pet, the Portuguese Water Dog is a great addition. These even-tempered dogs get along well with children and other pets, too. In a nutshell, the Portuguese Water Dog requires open space and vigorous daily exercise. It can suffer from hip dysplasia and needs a good brushing several times each week. But it's highly trainable and makes a loving and devoted family pet.
4: When Senator Kennedy's around his dog, he just becomes like a little kid again.
0: If you worship the water and want a charismatic canine who does too, the Portuguese water dog may be just the dog for you. These playful pooches are sure to go the distance for you by land or sea. It's the bounding, burly, lovable Bernese Mountain Dog. But is this dog built to pull carts? This
7: is a dog that has an innate desire to work.
0: Yep, that's right. If you have farm chores, this is the dog for you. Strap a burner to a cart and let them get to work and they'll love it. The animal was bred for a
1: purpose and you can see it most come to life when it's pursuing that purpose.
0: Bernese Mountain Dogs are known to pull up to a 1,000 pounds. That's 10 times the burner's body weight. And one big burner even pulled 2,200 pounds, or the weight of a car. Despite these feats, responsible owners are careful not to push their burners.
6: You have to use the right equipment, and you have to ask the dog to do only as much as you think they really are physically capable of doing.
0: Bernese Mountain Dogs are named for the Bern Canton, The central region of Switzerland where the dogs originate. Some believe the Berner Sennenhund, as the breed is known in Swiss, may be up to 2,000 years old. It's
1: believed that the Mastiffs that the Romans carried with them during their military campaign was introduced to a herding dog in the lower
0: Alps of Switzerland. The resulting Bernese Mountain Dogs became indispensable to rural Swiss farm life as drafting dogs. Drafting is another name for pulling carts. And they were also bred, obviously, to be wonderful companions. At the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, new transportation methods began to replace drafting dogs. Due to lack of concentrated breeding, the Bernese nearly disappeared. Led by Professor Albert Heim, concerned Swiss breeders re-established the lineage in the late 19th century. They're very affectionate, very loving,
1: playful at times they have a very subtle loving expression due to their tricolor markings.
0: Those distinctive black, white and rust markings are shared among all of the Greater Swiss Mountain Dogs. This group includes the Appenzeller Sennenhund, the Entlebucher Sennenhund, and the Greater Swiss Mountain Dog. But the burner is the only one with a long silky coat.
6: They were a dog that was bred to be able to withstand very cold temperatures.
0: Burners are built for the mountains, with thickly muscled, powerful legs. The Bernese Mountain Dog is a very strong dog. That muscle mass makes the burner almost 30% heavier on average than the Labrador Retriever, even though labs stand roughly as tall as the burner. And making use of that muscle mass is what Bernese Mountain Dogs love best. Meet Diesel, a Bernese Mountain Dog who is very serious about his work.
5: When you put the harness on them, you find that they calm right down, they're serious, they have a job to do.
0: Brian and Kelly Smigelski count on Diesel to help keep up with chores on their Michigan farm. And Diesel is only too happy to oblige. Good job. It's dawn and Diesel knows that means it's time to spread hay for the horses. And forward.
5: They are a good working breed, they're very good with kids, also other livestock, they're around the horses and chickens and cats all the time.
0: One of Diesel's best friends on the farm is Bud, a big Belgian workhorse. Diesel brings the breakfast cart out for Bud every morning. And when Bud suits up to work, Diesel is often right there by his side. For Brian, Diesel is more than just a helping hand on a farm, he's keeping centuries of Bernie's Mountain Dog tradition alive.
5: Drafting, besides being a lot of fun and interesting, it's very important, I think, to maintain the breed and uh, what they were meant to do.
0: That's why the Smigelskis play host to Bernie's Mountain Dog Drafting Clinics. Today, dozens of owners and aficionados come to the farm with their burners in tow. Or maybe it's the other way around. When Adriana Scheffen first heard about drafting, she had her doubts about the practice.
8: When I hooked up Guinness, I thought, ah, I'm not sure how this is going to work. He's young. He's not going to take to these shafts pushing up against him. That dog loved it.
0: The main goal of the clinic is to teach handlers the proper technique to fit their dog into the harness and avoid doing anything that will harm the dog. Growing dogs are susceptible to injury, so Brian emphasizes that only mature dogs should be allowed to draft.
5: Health is the number one criteria with these dogs. We won't even put any weight on our dogs until they're two years old.
0: But once they get a taste of the action, there's no doubt these dogs love to work.
9: Did you see how he really knew what you were asking him, but he was a little distracted? Okay, what do you want to try next?
0: It's also a great chance for youngsters to get their first taste of leading draft dogs.
9: The great thing about these guys is they love to work. I mean, he's a champion too, so he loves to show, he loves to work and he loves to be in your lap all at the same time. They're a great blend of dog.
0: For Diesel, these events are bittersweet. It was only a few months ago that Diesel's best friend and drafting mate, Dooley, passed away. Dooley was the Smigelskis' first burner.
5: Diesel and Dooley were so close. They worked so well together. When we lost Dooley, I was very concerned about Diesel. You don't really prepare yourself for it. Diesel pretty much stayed in the house for three days. He, didn't, he wouldn't, didn't want to go outside, he didn't want to do anything.
0: Dooley's loss was a crushing blow to him. But after a few days, Diesel started to exhibit a remarkable new
5: maturity. All of a sudden we noticed Diesel starting to come around and fill Dooley's shoes. What Dooley was doing, Diesel now did.
0: Now Diesel is helping bring up the newest burner on the Smigelski farm, Shelby.
5: She's actually at the point now where she's just pulling a 2x4 in harness just to get her used to something being behind her. Nice job, Sean. Girl. We want to keep the breed uh, doing what they were meant to do. It is getting passed down, so we hope to continue that.
0: The tradition of drafting Bernie's Mountain Dogs continues on the Smigelskys farm. And that's exactly the type of environment these dogs thrive in. It's not a
2: dog that really adapts well to an apartment.
0: Like all big dogs, health problems abound.
6: Bernese Mountain Dogs sadly do not generally live very long. Most that I've known live about eight years.
0: Hip dysplasia, bloat and various cancers are a problem in this breed. The Bernese can also suffer from a debilitating joint problem called osteochondritis. This genetic condition occurs in younger dogs when cartilage near a joint degenerates. The result can be pain, arthritis or permanent lameness. It's best when going to a breeder
1: to make sure that your puppy is free of those health concerns. Burners
0: are a people oriented dog and love to be part of a family. This
7: is a great family dog, a
0: really good dog to have around kids. That long coat sheds heavily, but burners generally don't need lots of expensive grooming. Burners are easy to train, but you'll need to be patient and consistent.
6: They tend to be a dog that matures much later mentally than some other dogs, which means that you have to really work hard.
0: The Bernese Mountain Dog in general is happiest on a large piece of land. The breed has many health concerns, including joint problems. It's a heavy shedding dog and requires consistent training. The Burner is an affectionate dog that does well with children.
6: Want him to give you a kiss? Hey,
8: doggy.
0: The Alaskan Malamute is the Clydesdale of the Great White North. But did you know that the Malamute can survive in temperatures reaching 70 degrees below zero? And that George Lucas was inspired by his faithful Malamute to create Han Solo's companion Chewbacca. His Malamute, named Indiana, lent his name to another famous character. Indiana Jones.
6: It's a dog that has been bred to get along very well with other dogs in its pack.
0: The ancestors of the Alaskan Malamute were first discovered working alongside the native people of Alaska in the 1700s. These hardy dogs lived with their masters in the inhospitable Arctic. The Malamutes used their dogs to hunt and to nimbly pull heavy sleds over treacherous ice and snow. Explorer Admiral Byrd brought teams of Malamutes to Antarctica on his expedition to the South Pole in 1933. Alaskan Malamutes are often mistaken for another sledding breed, the Siberian Husky, because they share the same coat colors, but that's where the similarities end.
7: Plain and simple, you've got your Huskies that are pulling the dog sleds and are winning the races, and you've got your Malamutes that are really doing the hard work and pulling the heavy stuff. They're a little bit slower, they're quite a bit bigger, but they're an amazing dog.
0: The Malamute dwarfs are the sledding dogs with its massive size, commonly weighing between 75 and 100 pounds. The weight comes from its large, dense bone structure and heavy muscling. The broad chest pushes against the harness and the large rear muscles of the leg drive the animal forward.
1: The Alaskan Malamute could go on forever. It's tireless, it's effortless, and it's what they love to do.
0: The Alaskan Malamute is particularly suited to withstand the harsh, cold climate. Black pigmentation is common to all Arctic animals. It prevents sunburn and blistering from the strong ultraviolet rays that glare off the ice. The coat of the Malamute also protects it from the elements. The oily topcoat wicks away moisture and traps warm air within the insulating woolly undercoat. But its greatest assets are its bear-like paws. The claws extend out like a cat's to grip the ice. And the broad pads act like snowshoes, spreading the weight across a greater surface area to keep them from sinking into the snow. Some Malamute owners use their dogs' innate snow skills in a sport called ski joring. Using cross country or backcountry skis, both skier and dog wear a harness and a line connects them, keeping skier and dog working together as a team along the trail.
5: I got
0: mine. I got mine. Tara Riley and her Alaskan Malamutes, Sasha and Luna, are one happy pack that enjoys ski joring together. Their special bond began early. At five weeks, Tara visited their litter to select a Malamute puppy.
9: Well, I had Sasha in my lap one day, and I had already picked her out. And Luna just kept barking at me over and over. She would not go to sleep. She would not leave me alone. She just kept barking. And I just decided at that point that she wanted to come home with me too.
0: And the pack was complete. From the moment Tara brought them home, they were inseparable. Tara brought Sasha and Luna with her everywhere, strengthening their bond. Tara is a nature enthusiast, skier, and rock climber. The girls accompany her on all the outdoor adventures.
9: I've been a skier my entire life, so I already knew that dogs pulled people on their skis, so it just seemed like a natural thing to do to include the girls in that part of my life.
0: Tara and her dogs' backcountry ski in the mountains north of Seattle.
9: So, usually we get up early in the morning so we can get up into the mountains and they see the skis come out and then they get really excited. And the minute we get there, we let the dogs out of the car and they run around and blow off some steam. Then we harness them up and we just take off out of the wilderness for the day.
0: Malamutes are known for their woo woo singing. Mm-mm. On the trails, Sasha sings to let everyone know she's having a good time and is ready for another run.
9: It's not about racing or competing or anything like that with Luna and Sasha. It's just so that we can go outside and play in the snow together. Because they're with me all the time, I really trust them and they really trust me, so it wasn't scary for me to harness myself up to 175 pounds of dog.
0: And it's this special bond that allows them to ski-jor safely.
9: We were out on the trails one day, and the dogs took off uh, at a perpendicular angle to me, and I ended up getting pulled over. They were kind of worried about me. They came running back to make sure I was okay. It made me realize that they really know what they're doing when they pull me and that we're in it together.
0: After lots of practice, Tara, Sasha, and Luna now take to the great outdoors with ease.
9: Every time we get out in the snow, it's like Christmas morning to them.
0: Ski-Juring fosters a special bond between Tara and her Malamutes, but it required consistent training and plenty of time together. This
7: is a dog that you should definitely start at an early age with, and especially if you have small children.
0: Bred to work in a pack, the Alaskan Malamute gets along well with other dogs and within all types of families. But as with any dog, Malamutes should never be left unsupervised with young children. Like other large breeds, Malamutes are prone to hip dysplasia,
6: they are a dog because of their massive size that does oftentimes suffer from growing pains or joint pains and they really don't physically mature until they're usually about 2 years old.
0: Their oily top coat helps repel dirt as well as moisture. Like a cat, they'll lick themselves clean.
1: Seasonally, the Malamute will blow its coat. That's a slang term or a reference term in grooming for when it releases its undercoat and guard hairs. This is part of nature's way of growing in new hair. You will see patches just start to fall out as the dog walks around. It turns your home
0: into a snow globe. Malamutes are best suited for cold temperatures. In hot and humid climates, they require special attention, shade and air conditioning to stay healthy and comfortable.
7: This is a dog that is built for the great rugged outdoors. Definitely a working breed.
0: So in general, Alaskan Malamutes prosper in cool climates with plenty of exercise. They're prone to joint problems. Malamutes shed seasonally and require frequent brushing. A stubborn and independent breed, they require continuous training. Malamutes are excellent for active families. Consistent exercise and consistent love will give you
1: many years of love from an Alaskan Malamute.
4: Good
0: Now it's time to play Pick the Pooch. Which Belgian breed is considered the greatest drug-sniffing dog on record? Can you guess the breed? Which Belgian breed will go down in history as the best drug-sniffing dog? It's the Belgian Malinois. A pair of these dogs had almost a thousand drug busts in just one year. A record that has never been broken. Often described as the king of dogs, the Afghan hound is a majestic and elegant sighthound that many believe is one of the most ancient dog breeds. Legend has it that the Afghan hound was the dog rescued on Noah's Ark.
4: The first known country that we're absolutely sure that it came from is Afghanistan, hence the name Afghan hound.
6: And if you go back to Afghanistan, you can see Afghans depicted on the walls in the northern caves of
1: Afghanistan.
0: Instead of hunting by scent and endurance, Afghan hounds, like other sight hounds, hunt by speed and sight.
6: Afghans were actually bred to hunt gazelle and deer and leopards. So you can imagine how fast they must be.
0: In fact, the Afghan hound can reach speeds of up to 40 miles per hour. That's as fast as a thoroughbred racehorse. What makes these dogs so fast and sure-footed is the conformation of their hips. Set high and wide apart, they enable the Afghan to change direction quickly and to cover the uneven terrain in the Afghanistan mountains. Today, this breed has become a luxurious pet in America and Europe because of his aristocratic beauty.
6: Afghans are definitely sort of like the runway supermodel of the dog world.
0: This cover canine has been featured in print, film, and television, even inspiring Picasso to create his untitled sculpture molded after one of his own beloved Afghan hounds.
6: There are not many things that are as beautiful as watching an Afghan with that flowing coat and the very elegant way they hold their head up high. They're beautiful, beautiful
0: dogs. Developed to protect them from the harsh weather at high altitudes, the first characteristic that makes this dog so remarkable is its long, silky coat.
4: And the flowing coat is really their signature look.
0: The second characteristic is their dolicocephalic skull. This is a long, narrow-shaped skull with the length being three times longer than the width. Shorter-nosed dogs, like the Boxer, have a narrower field of vision, as low as 180 degrees. While a sighthound, like the Afghan hound, has a field of vision up to two hundred and seventy degrees. The third characteristic is their distinctive ringed tail.
6: Afghans have a very striking tail that actually curls into a point at the end. They also have a tendency to get that beautiful curled tail stuck in things or injured.
0: While they might have fragile tails, the bonds Afghans develop with the humans they love are unbreakable and profound. Ask 13-year-old Kaylin. She credits the bond she shares with her Afghan hound, Haley, with saving her
3: life.
10: Without Haley, I would be
8: still in bed, sick, not being able to walk and run.
0: Three years ago, Kaylin was diagnosed with mitochondrial disease, a potentially fatal energy disorder.
8: I was in a wheelchair a lot because I didn't have the energy to get up and walk. She had migraine headaches, sleep apnea, and uh, chronic fatigue. It was really devastating. We did expect to lose Kalyn. That's kind of hard to swallow when it's your child.
0: Kalyn's mom wanted to find a canine companion to help her daughter get through the devastating illness. A good friend, Diane, suggested fostering an Afghan hound.
4: I thought Haley would be perfect for Kalen. They're extremely sensitive and very intuitive dogs. They bond very closely with their humans.
0: The connection was instant, and the dog knew she had a very important mission ahead of her.
8: Haley just picked up on her health issues. To my absolute amazement, Haley would be able to warn me when Kalen was having muscle spasms. Haley would just bark and bark, and it was an alert to me that something was going to happen to Kaylin.
0: These spasms would incapacitate Kaylin and caused excruciating pain.
8: When Kalen had a migraine headache, Haley would lay on the bed and wrap herself around her head. We would just fall asleep together, and then I'd wake up in the morning and she'd still be there.
0: While Haley provided tremendous comfort for Kaylin, her illness was still grave. She was in and out of hospitals, her muscles had atrophied, and her G.I. system shut down. Refusing to give up, Kaylin's mom turned to one last doctor. He ordered new medications, a new diet, and encouraged the dog's full participation in the new recovery plan. We all need someone out there that we live for, Uh, and for Kaylin, that was Haley. The new plan worked, and in days, Kaylin was like a new person
8: my amazement. She was pain-free. <laughs> it's like the child was reborn.
0: Not out of the woods, Caitlin had to work hard to rebuild her muscle mass and learn
5: to walk again. Caitlin's biggest challenge was finding the motivation to get the energy to live life.
8: She always made me feel like this isn't the time to give up. I knew that Haley was going
10: to help me win my life back.
8: Next thing I know, Caitlin, who was hardly walking, was, was walking up and down the stairs with Haley.
0: And then you wouldn't believe what Haley and Kaylin started doing next.
4: I taught Kaylin freestyle dance with Haley. And all
8: these moves were um, moves that helped Kaylin uh, with her physical
4: therapy. And you could just see the glee and the, the sense of accomplishment on Kaylin's face.
0: Today, Kaylin competes with Haley in dog shows, continues to work on freestyle dance and started teaching Haley agility.
4: Now that Haley has been able to help Kalen get well, Kalen has been able to help Haley grow into a well-adjusted young Afghan. We've
8: taken her to many dog shows and she's done very well in a lot of them.
0: There's no question that Haley and Kalen share a special bond and that dogs really have the power to heal. If you're thinking of owning one of these extraordinary dogs, here are some things to know. The average lifespan of these dogs is 14 years, and they're quite healthy. However, they are hypersensitive to pain, and even small injuries can cause them great discomfort. The Afghan hound needs at least one hour of physical activity every day where they can run at full speed. But remember, these dogs are sight hounds.
6: If they see something small
4: running, they're going to chase it. So they should be fenced in and they should always be monitored whenever they're being exercised.
0: Experienced and gentle dog owners do best training this breed. Their sensitivity has an upside, making these dogs delightful family companions that thrive with loving and calm owners. While beautiful, their long, thick coat demands an enormous amount of grooming
6: you do need to make sure that every day you at least run a brush through their coat to make sure they're not matted.
0: So in general, Afghan hounds do best in calm environments and need about an hour of exercise every day. While a sturdy breed, Afghans are hypersensitive to injuries. Their long coats require daily grooming, and they're best trained by an experienced gentle hand. Lastly, the Afghan thrives in a family with older children.
8: They just touch your heart They know exactly how to reach you. It's inspirational to live with them.
0: Of course you know this dog, everyone does. It's the dog from Wizard of Oz. That's right, it's the Toto dog.
6: Cairn Terriers are definitely the type of dog that when you walk in the door, they're gonna be bouncing all over the place and be very excited that you're there.
0: Really, really funny dog, loads of personality. Stars like David Hasselhoff, Bill Murray, even Liza Minnelli have all had this all-about-me
2: dog. They're not going to let you ignore them. They're going to make sure you know that they are there.
6: I think I've never really met a Cairn Terrier that's lacking in
0: self-confidence. Courageous, tenacious, and intelligent, it's the stuff big dog bruisers are made of. And Cairn Terriers, too.
7: I find this dog to have the intelligence and the energy of most of the Terriers without the bratty, rough demeanor.
6: When you take them for a walk, they could care less if you were at the other end of the leash because they are so focused on finding anything they can to get into trouble with.
0: Believe it or not, some folks might think of these dogs as being a little rat-like. Well, guess what? They'd be right. They were bred to hunt rodents. The Cairn Terrier is the smallest of the Scottish Terriers, which originated over 200 years ago on the Isle of Skye.
2: Cairns are rock piles that usually you'll see around the seabed. They would go into these Cairns and flush out any type of rodents and whatnot, and that's how they got the name Cairn Terrier.
0: And it's the inquisitive little gutsy behavior that owners eat up. But aside from just being cute, the Cairns' ragamuffin-like scruffy coat has an important function.
6: They have a very, very coarse coat.
0: And this fur coat, if maintained correctly, is waterproof and weather-resistant. And these dogs can be found in a variety of colors, except white.
2: A white Cairn Terrier is now a West Highland White Terrier.
0: Also interesting are the dogs' big feet. They're large, with thick pads and strong nails, and the front paws are bigger than the back paws. Giving these little hounds the advantage when it comes to digging. They love to hunt, they
1: love to sniff, and they love to dig. So if you have a backyard with dirt or flower plants, say goodbye to them.
0: Another footnote. Cairn Terriers are left pawed, if they could only throw a baseball. But it's these small, alert, upright, and pointed ears, set high and wide on top of the head, that tell you your cairn is intently listening to your every word.
2: Remember how Toto took control and and, and, and they followed him around to find Dorothy? Well, Cairn Terriers are like that Say hello to Loki and Nigel, who
0: just happen to be very special Cairn Terriers. Why? Now I think they're ready to go to work. They're training to be stars in one of the most beloved theatrical dog roles, Toto in The Wizard of Oz. And the wizard behind the curtain who is doing that training is Bill Berloni, a legend on Broadway. When Toto comes out on stage, it gets the biggest reaction of the show every night. Berloni's dogs star in lots of Broadway tour shows. He has Sandys in Annie, Toto's in The Wizard of Oz, Chihuahuas and Bulldogs playing in Legally Blonde, and a Boston Terrier who recently pirouetted with the New York City Ballet.
10: This is the reason he got um, the role in the New York City Ballet. Pie,
0: come
3: here.
10: Pie.
0: Out of all the drama dogs Bill has, he says the Cairn Terriers have the most star quality. If I find a dog and I can get them into the groove of the
10: show, they will do it over and over and over and over again, which is part of what their breeding was about.
0: And while Bill is Broadway's only go-to trainer with the magic touch to do this, training dogs was not what he set out to do. There are things we think we want to do,
10: and there are things that we are meant to do.
0: He wanted to take bows instead of his dogs. But the part he got was to find and train a dog for a play about a little girl named Orphan Annie. So Bill headed to the local shelter. The dog that I saw was actually scheduled to be put to sleep the next day. So I went back to the shelter the next morning, waited until he opened and adopted this dog. And before he really knew what he'd fallen into, Sandy the Mutt and Bill Berloni were both famous Broadway stars in the smash hit, Annie. If I have
10: Two signature dogs that I'm known for. It's mixed breed terriers like this who play Sandy and Karen terriers who play Toto.
0: And it's here on the Berloni Farm in Connecticut that Bill, his wife Dorothy, daughter Jenna, and vet tech Lori train all the dogs to be drama queens. The dogs
10: who live with me love going on the road. They live in a hotel room. They get to sleep on hotel beds. They have a company of actors in their own private dressing room. That's like doggy heaven to them.
0: Amazingly, all these stars were not specially bred for this work. Right from the beginning, Bill has stayed true to molding strays from shelters into stars on the stage. I
10: think it's a good payback to some of these dogs who have not been treated well by humans to have a good
0: life. And Bill has developed a secret for getting Cairn Terriers to follow the yellow brick road.
10: I saw that Nigel really had that special quality that makes a star dog. While they may be a little more challenging to train, once they get it, they're unflappable.
0: Playing Toto on stage isn't really what Cairn Terriers were bred to do. However, Bill Berloni is Broadway's only stage trainer who can get his dogs to play Toto perfectly every night. His secret? He teaches hand signals that to us mean one thing, but to the dog means something else.
10: One of the hand signals that we use in the show is a stay command. We've created a hand signal where we pet their eyes, and that's the hand signal that means stay. The audience thinks that the actress is petting the dog, but she's actually commanding it.
0: Presently, Snickers and Princess are taking the bows on the road as Toto. But Nigel and Loki are anxiously awaiting their big break to jump in and steal the show. I've probably trained uh,
10: 400 dogs over my 30 years, and uh, each one of them has died in my arms. And as I tell people, it never gets any easier, you know. And the longer I have them, the harder it is. And so to say goodbye to Ashley when the time comes, you know, is going to be, you know, that's a third of my adult life that she's been with me. So it's going to be hard to say goodbye.
0: So when the curtains close and the dogs need to retire, no worries. These starstruck rescued pooches come back home to Bill and his family, where they live happily ever after.
2: I love you too.
0: This little dog can pretty much live anywhere, as long as the area is securely fenced in.
2: They would make good city dogs, but you'd want to keep them on a leash.
0: They like to roam. It's a healthy breed that usually has a long life, just like Bill's dog, Ashley, with an average life of 15 years. And caring for your Cairn is important, so grooming should be done properly. But if you like the traditional scraggly look, owners should have the Cairn Terrier hand-stripped twice a year. You pull out the dead hair. It is not a painful process. The Cairn Terrier is trainable. The perfect example is Bill's Toto. But remember, Cairns are stubborn, so it can take some time and creativity. This is a great dog who loves to play and needs a family that's active and affectionate. So in general, this dog can live in most household environments. It's a pretty healthy little dog. It should be hand-stripped twice a year. Training should begin at an early age, and this dog is good with kids and loves attention.
6: They are little dogs with a very spunky sort of sparkle in their eye.
0: So to recap, the Portuguese Water Dog has become a popular breed in Washington thanks to Senator Ted Kennedy. The senator wrote a book that sold millions of copies about his favorite porty. The Bernese Mountain Dog is one of those massive breeds from the Swiss Alps. Bred as a farm dog, pulling carts remains their passion. Today they make lovable pets and occasionally get together to pull heavy loads. The Afghan hound was the royal dog for the king of Afghanistan. According to legend, Noah chose two Afghans to weather the flood in his ark. The Malamute is one of the oldest dog breeds. Its incredible two-layered coat and snowshoe paws allow it to withstand the most frigid conditions. The Cairn Terrier was bred to hunt rats on the rocky coast of Scotland. Today, they're best known as the perky little dog that helped Dorothy get home in The Wizard of Oz. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you're adopting a dog, do your homework and check out PetFinder.com to search for specific breeds near you. Choose your next best friend wisely.